From London, I'm Peter Stewart. Yeah, I just thought I'd do it at the start of this episode, just to keep you on your toes. Uh, Studio Corpsing is our subject today on Get A Better Broadcast Podcast and Voice Over Voice. Don't forget, you can look me up on Twitter, Tweeter Stewart, T-W-E-T-E-R-S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Corpsing is when you fall about in helpless giggles, fits of laughter in the studio. You are corpsing. So studio corpsing today. I suppose it comes from dying on air. Not literally, of course, but you feel as though you've died because everything has just gone so wrong. And it may be something you've said, maybe something that's happened in the studio, maybe something that's broken down or fallen over. Something's gone wrong. Someone said something that's just perhaps really serious, but just has tickled you and has just found something within you, pressed one of your buttons. It may be that it's related to something that you heard earlier on in the day and you've just made that connection. You collapse in uncontrollable fits of laughter, as I say, mainly from a perfectly innocuous remark by a colleague and you can't get over your fit of the gig. BBC Radio 4 is the kind of serious news channel from the BBC in the United Kingdom and heard around the world. It's not all serious, to be totally honest with you. They've got comedy programmes and discussion shows and magazine programmes and documentaries and dramas and all sorts of things. But when it comes to the news, it is pretty serious stuff. Now, I'm going to tell you a story about what happened to a newsreader called Charlotte Green, and uh, I link to uh, the audio of this in our show notes today. Um, to get the most from this story, you've got to know that uh, in British English, uh, there is a word called twat, which is a very stupid person. OK, uh, that's what you may call someone. Oh, you twat. You know, you're, you're stupid. It's kind of met, meant affectionately yeah um yeah it's like oh you silly idiot you silly sausage you fool you nincompoop it, it, it's that kind of level but also twat can be also a very very rude word as well which i'm not going to explain to you but you can look it up but also it sounds a funny word doesn't it yeah you twat <laughs> it sounds funny okay at least it does in the uk with our background and understanding hmm? Okay. And and our and our sense of humour. Okay. I think you'll find that our sense of humour is pretty good. Anyway, let me tell you this story uh, from Charlotte Green. Uh, this was uh, reported in various newspapers uh, at the time, and uh, let, hopefully, I'll give this justice. The most memorable occasion was during an eight o'clock news bulletin on the Today programme with Sue McGregor and Jim Nocte, both of whom have a very good sense of humour. The mood was relaxed, the bulletin was about to end, and I was preparing to read my final story. The voice piece playing had ten seconds to run, and the green light in the studio had gone on to warn me that it was coming to an end. Suddenly, the name of the head of Papua New Guinea's armed forces, Major General Jack Twat, resonated around the room. It's an open secret that I have a ribald sense of humour. I knew immediately that I was going to have trouble getting through the next story, which, to compound the problem, was about a sperm whale. In the few seconds before the voice piece ended, Sue repeated, quietly, almost with a sense of wonderment, Jack Twat. I caught her eye, and from that moment I knew I was lost. My voice rose, 
and dropped like Dame Clara Butt on speed. The laughter broke free, and the item about the stranded sperm whale came to a premature end. I was transported back to my ten-year-old self, ambushed by mirth, because my best friend had farted unexpectedly and explosively during school prayers. Poor Jim managed to splutter the words, Good luck to the whale, before heroically embarking on an interview with a man named Pratt, who, in the general chaos of the moment, he then inadvertently called Sprat. It was a moot point as to which one of us slid under the table first. (laughs) How should you get over that kind of situation? Look away from others in the room, get into another zone mentally, read the words on the page while thinking of Great Aunt Agatha's funeral, self-inflicted pain like digging your nails into your arm. These all work to some extent, but when the waves of laughter threaten to break the banks of broadcasting professionalism, usually there's very little you can do. From London, I'm Peter Stewart. (laughs) 